Hi, Fanshawe College. This is Ilhan Adan, and I'm the multimedia reporter for the Interrobang. Welcome to the podcast. Now, I know I'm used to having some long-winded intro, but let's just get right into it. Vaccinations are coming in, and I want to know who's going to take them, because I would love to get back to a regular life, Please. guys. I will be <laughs> so- the first <laughs> Yes. That lovely voice that she, that lovely voice that you're hearing is the wonderful Sarah Wallace, the cultural editor for the Western Gazette. Um, okay, you froze on me for a second, so I was waiting for you to come back, girl. Oh God, okay, great. I'm here. Don't worry. Thought, thought we lost Sarah. <laughs> thought we lost her for a minute. <laughs> oh God. Oh man. But yeah, in all seriousness, vaccinations, man. That. I remember reading a statistics. I'm going to look it up to make sure it's correct. But they said something along the lines of um, 70% of Canadians need to take this if we're going to do, if we want to go for herd immunity, which means only 70% need to need to actually take this. But I don't think 70% of Canadians are going to take this vaccination. Yeah. Here's the thing. You can't, you can't force anyone to take the vaccination, but you should highly mm-hmm. encourage it, which I think is why the airplanes especially for people that need to go on flights they are going to try and force you to have taken the vaccine before you can go on an airplane which i think is quite smart what do you see it's i i think it's important and i can understand why people need to do it but then on the flip side i get how I get how some people who are, I guess, skeptical about the vaccine are like, man, so my skepticism means I'm not allowed to do anything, which I think kind of, I could see how that borders borderline is unfair, but at the same time, just like you said, like it's an important thing to do because this is how we're supposed to figure out whether or not people are safe to be around, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's a weird time, man. I don't- It'd be really interesting <laughs> to see if Western or Fanshawe forces the majority of their student oh. population to take the vaccine. Like, do you think that would ever happen? I, what do you, I don't know, because I'm thinking about it now, like fall 2020 or 2021. Wow. I, fall 2021 is not that far from now. Anywho. It's <laughs> we'll another story. That's another, another story. <laughs> but I, I would not be surprised if there was not necessarily something mandatory, but like maybe a recommend a strong recommendation that, hey, if you want to be on campus, get the vaccine. But I don't think they'll outright say, no, you're not allowed to come, only because I think they'd lose too much money. If money was not involved, I think they'd be like, yeah, absolutely not. But because it's still a business, I don't, it's not good for business. Oh my God, I <laughs> so I don't see schools, I, I don't see schools doing I that. I this every time I get on one of these calls. <laughs> Western <laughs> and Fanshawe are for-profit institutions. They are not here for our education. They are here for our money. So... It is so funny that you say that because literally for the last like two days, because I was thinking of an introduction for this podcast. Clearly, clearly that didn't happen. Um, But (laughs) I was thinking about one and I was like, man, I keep coming down to the same uh, sentence. Just just what you said right now, that school is not it. We're customers. We're not students. And I'm just like, man, I don't there's never been a year more clear that I am a a customer, not a student than this year. It's, It's never been more clear. But sorry, go no, on. Like literally, Westerns of Western and Fanshawe are for-profit institutions. They are here for your money. They are not mm-hmm. here for you. That's why, mm-hmm. spe- particularly in Western's case, they tried to give us the student experience, which ended up backfiring <laughs> because now we're the biggest outbreak in the country. But you know, yep. it's fine, I guess. But <laughs> like, that's why they were trying to give us all these events. That's why our residences are the mm-hmm. most full of most residences that I know. Most residents are like maybe mm-hmm. 25% full. We are 75% full. 
Really? Yeah. I did not know so that. So the prison wow. Sagin that I was talking about last time, yeah. normally full capacity, I think it's about 1,300. So I think right now there's 1,000 mm-hmm. people. That's basically full capacity. They, yeah, it's just because they're... Wow. You know, I'm... If that's the case, then I would not be surprised then if they do make it mandatory. Because I was thinking that, you know, maybe there's still some soul left in these institutions. <laughs> um, but it sounds like if they have 75% capacity on residents during a pandemic, I don't think they really care about our health. No. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, yeah, no, if you want to come to our campus, get this uh, vaccination. Otherwise, no. Because I, I wouldn't be surprised if they want to get it to full capacity as quickly as possible the right only so thing that i could see them saying that you don't need the vaccine but they will still allow you on campus is because mm-hmm. of our demographic we are not the high mm-hmm. risk so the vaccine's not True. coming to us first as we've heard yep. the vaccine in ontario is coming next week which is fantastic that's great mm-hmm. it's going yep. to ottawa hospital and toronto hospitals yep. Yep. And then if I'm not mistaken, long-term, yep. care, long-term, long-term care, homes. care homes. And then fucking yep. capitalism will take whatever it wants. It'll, <laughs> then it's, who oh knows what's gonna, who's going to get it next. That's the big debate in the U.S. Because they actually have to pay to get coronavirus yes. tests. Like, okay, so I followed the New York Times newsletter. And the mm-hmm. guy that was writing it was trying to find the best, was talking about basically rapid testing, basically getting tested the same day, getting results the same day, as yep. opposed to the next day. He had to pay like $150 to get one that the results like come a few hours later. Wow. That's $150. Healthcare system for you. That is, that is insane. So basically you're just screwed once again if you don't have money, at least in the States. Yep. Hopefully that won't trickle down to Canada. Yep. But, you know, we always take after them So in one way or another. Yeah, so. and I mean like there's a, tra- there's a trade-off, and I say this with quotes because – when I got the COVID test back in September, I went the very first day mm-hmm. the Western offered them and I was there to report slash actually get tested. I mm-hmm. waited four and a half hours to get a test. Wow. And I, I wasn't allowed to go to the bathroom and leave line. I wasn't allowed any food. My editors tried to sneak me in some food, but they blocked them at the entrance because they're like, you can't wow. get in. So I was standing there needing to pee, needing to eat. I didn't have anything to drink either, but I got mm. my test for free and I got the results the next day versus, so I mm. think I'd rather that than have to pay $200 yeah. to get an advanced test. To basically, to basically go through the same experience except pay $200 yeah, basically. for basically That's like, that's yeah. a third of my daily, of my monthly rent. I don't have that money to just that's, throw around. Wow. Like putting that yeah. in perspective. Especially especially if it becomes mandatory where you have to get these testing, right? Because I wouldn't be, uh, it's not as if these um, corporations, and I, I have to look into the uh, the airplane, um, wow, wow, what's not, a, it's not an airplane, what is it called? Like the airline? Airport, thank you, airline, that's the word. Nice. <laughs> the airline. Um, I have to look into it to say for sure whether or not they're doing this, but I wouldn't be surprised if they make you pay for the test themselves as well. Because it would be nice if they provided one for you, but I'm doubtful that they would. It's more so provide the proof, one, of vaccination, or in this case, proof that you you took a test and that it's negative. Yeah, I would think that if they can't, if if the vaccine isn't available and you still need to go on the airplane, airplane airplane you probably have... <laughs> i'm glad it's not just me it's a friday <laughs> we are not 
I know. I know you're still in school. I'm not in school anymore. One more week. One more week. I am counting down the hours. And I don't blame <laughs> I'm you. So I don't blame you. But anyways, oh I I can even do like a temperature check, like with the with the temperature gun yeah. right at the yeah. gate. Yeah. And then if you don't have a vaccine, showing that you have proof of a negative test within 14 days kind of thing. I can assume that's mm-hmm. kind of the direction they were taking. I heard this from mm-hmm. 97.5 on the radio. So I don't know um, who's going to take this to place if this is just a hypothesis. But I can strongly, yeah. strongly see that's the direction that the, aer- the airports were going. Okay, like that that makes a little bit more sense. But at the same time, what do you think is going to happen if because already there was a lot of backlash with the airlines coming out saying we're going to make it mandatory if you want to use if you want to come on the airplane, we're going to make it mandatory for you to get a vaccine. What do you think if more and more places adopt that uh, thought process? What do you think is going to happen? What do you think the reaction is going to be if we've already seen this of everything that's been happening, uh, this being the reaction to masks and and quarantining, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen if we make a vaccine mandatory, man? Yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> that is an understatement. It's really bad. But, um, oh, so I'm just going to gauge this off of the political perspective of the space right now because Joe Biden got, yeah. no, got elected. And in his first mm-hmm. 100 days, he's mandating mandatory masks and trying to get to as many people as possible which is great we love Mm -hmm. that for us but i could see the republicans really really fighting it in the senate Mm -hmm. especially if Mm -hmm. if they end up winning georgia and they get control of the senate Mm -hmm. they're going to really really Mm -hmm. fight against don uh fuck him against joe (laughs) biden's um uh administration yeah so if joe biden's like the this needs to be mandatory and obviously the u.s has a different government system where the states basically control themselves and that they're just a figurehead over top but if they say the states mandate if you need mandatory vaccination to do stuff i can see a lot of like the arkansas and being like no we don't want mm -hmm. to versus the californias Mm -hmm. and the new yorks will be like more than happy to we'll do it yeah that is, that's scary, honestly. And although Canada and America have different systems, we still, and from what I've been reading, there's a fight between provincial, municipal, and federal government during the pandemic because people are like, either give me permission as a province to do what we need to do or take the lead as the federal government and tell us all what we need to do. So I'm scared that they're gonna follow, adopt a similar system where it's like, okay, we're gonna let the provinces decide what's best for them and now it's going to be a bunch of fragmented reactions and i'm terrified i'm reading this book right now tommy tommy jeez i'm sorry tom nichols tommy who am i to call him tommy i mean if you know (laughs) him then go ahead exactly well based on what the book i've been reading i feel like i do but tom nichols his book the uh death of expertise um the campaign against established knowledge and why it matters Oh my God, this book is scaring me, man. It's like we're reverting back to medieval times based on like just the data that's out there and how society is reverting back to like weirdo behavior. It genuinely scares me that people are not gonna take this vaccine, not because they're scared and not because they're anti-vax, but strictly because they're like, who are you to tell me you know more than me? And that is where I'm like, man, that is what I keep seeing. That's what I keep hearing. And I was like, it's not even about anti-vaxxers anymore. It's not even about science. It's literally like, 
I don't believe you know more than me, so I'm not listening to you. <laughs> it's it's coming from where as medieval times there was not enough information. Now there's too much information. Mm, too much. And people, yep. Yep. What's you to say you know more than me? You know, because I'm an elected official. <laughs> like, is it that <laughs> hard? Even, it, it's, you know, it's that yes and no. Well, to be realistic, government, uh, politicians suck. Like, we all know yeah. <laughs> politicians suck. So I can understand why people are like, I don't care if you're a government, of, like, elected official. I'm I'm more worried about the experts the elected officials rely upon, right? Because politicians, I get it. You say what you need to say to get the job, but it's really the people you rely on to help you do your job. And if you don't listen to them or if the people out there are telling you not to listen to them because they're voting for you to be in this position, you're not going to listen to these experts. You're listening to the people that are going to get you a job. And and I feel like everyone on the outside is just like, nah, don't listen to these experts, these quote unquote experts. They know nothing. Listen to us. And I'm just like, man, no one's just like you said, too much information. And when there's too many options, nobody makes a decision. Yep. And that's where we're at right now. And I'm and oh, people just need to use me. their critical thinking skills. That's... People need to be taught yeah. critical thinking Which, skills. Thank God we're in post-secondary institutions. Eh? That's what we're literally taught. Right. <laughs> right? Unfortunately, we're still customers in this institution and even in that space, if it's not on us to teach ourselves, we would lack the critical thinking skills we need. So it just looks like you're in a lose-lose situation. Go to school, you're screwed. Don't go to school, you're screwed. Yay, capitalism! <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> Mamma mia. Here I go oh, again. Let's, let's, on a brighter note, all right? My head's gonna explode. I literally am trying to think of like a brighter note, but I'm like, there's nothing. <laughs> On a brighter note, oh we're two weeks away from Christmas for those who celebrate Christmas. Oh, man. I hope that people are at least able to find an innovative way to celebrate Christmas. I know Thanksgiving, a lot of people did some fun, like, Zoom calls or cooked with di uh, cooked dinner over Zoom and whatnot. Um, hey, I'm sure if you uh, check out either holiday editions at the Gazette and the Interbang, there'll be plenty of tips of what you can do over the holiday season to have a safe oh, time. Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> I had a I had a volunteer that I was actually helping writing a piece with, and they wrote about mm -hmm. budget way things you could do yeah. in London and just everywhere in Ontario, everywhere in the world that you could do to celebrate Christmas or holidays. Mm -hmm. um, our coffee yeah. editor Bella Pick always writes a very fantastic cooking guide. So she had Ooh. she just put out quarantine baking. I think they're cookie. She recently mm -hmm. put out how to get your coffee drinks making them cheap and nice she has a bunch she has a bunch mm -hmm. of stuff she's great she's great <laughs> so would recommend <laughs> check us out <laughs> see that's the thing if you want something nice like it's always nice to to hear some some talk about how much life sucks from us but it's also wonderful to hear about the the good sides like baking so yes please check out <laughs> check out what we've been doing at both the the gazette and the intero bank oh man so question mm -hmm. Um, I've one question going back to vaccines. I don't know about you. So let me just give everybody a, a little, a little rundown of what I initially wanted to do with this episode. I wanted to do a round table talk about, um, people who didn't, who were, I guess, on the fence about vaccines, those who were completely against it. And then those that were for it. And then ideally moderated by, uh, moderated by an expert of some sort, right? <laughs> expert doubtful. Anybody would care, but <laughs> somebody who knows what they're talking about, right? And, um, of course, neither of us knew anybody who was against yeah. the vaccine, unfortunately. Um, so then I was like, you know what, let's just chit-chat about it. However, my question to you, Sarah, what have you been hearing from students about the vaccine? Like, questions about it, concerns about it? 
or not even just students, but just in general, the feedback you've been hearing about? So I think because as one could tell, I'm a very liberal university student. <laughs> um, my immediate group of circle are obviously like, we totally believe in the science and 100%. Mm -hmm. Like my roommate is a nurse, a nursing student. So I think she kind of <laughs> believes in it. And yeah. just, yeah. we both come from very liberal families. Yes, she came from Alberta mm -hmm. where Jason Kenney is a completely different story, but her family is very liberal. Oh. My family is pretty liberal. Ooh. Like. We completely believe in the vaccine. My friends at other institutions mm -hmm. believe in the vaccine. But one of my interns wrote a piece about would you take the vaccine right away if it came out as a Western student and polled some Western students. And mm -hmm. a few of them were on the fence, mainly because this was also back in October when we didn't really know what, what was happening mm -hmm. with it. They just didn't know particularly what was in it per se with the allergic reactions would be and I'm like look there's this whole meme going around Twitter where it's the funniest one was if if you drank jungle juice out of a Tupperware container in a asbestos covered <laughs> basement of a college house you don't have to worry about what's in the vaccine oh my God. man that jungle juice you know, everybody <laughs> Like, do you know it's in it? No. So no, but you still take you anyways. <laughs> so that's that's just my mindset is that I, I don't know anyone oh who's God. firmly against taking the vaccine. Just I've yeah. heard of students being on the fence about it, especially when it wasn't it wasn't quite yet approved by the government yet, which is fair mm -hmm. because you don't really know. But at of the course. same time, I'm like, look, man, I just I miss going on vacation this year. I was supposed to work in the U.S. <laughs> this year. I. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to take it That's, right away. Oof. Yeah, you're like, I want to get to work ASAP. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I've been hearing one particular thing I've been hearing constantly, at least I've been reading about, I should say, constantly, is the idea that how on earth were people able to get to a vaccine within the time frame that we have from March to now, they, they created a vaccine. And that time frame is something I keep hearing so many people discuss. So I was curious, because I was like, that's true. Like, it's it seems like a, a short time, because typically, if I'm not mistaken, I think it, at minimum two it's years, so you could see the effects that you could have cl multiple clinical trials, see the effects and make the necessary changes. So I remember that I was not the only one with that, that question as well. And so I started doing some research and I came across the fact that one, COVID-19, the 19 indicates it's not new, guys. It's from last year. <laughs> exactly. Like this has been a, a virus that has already been in our, I guess, world, but it's a different version of it. And so if you guys remember the bird flu. It's just SARS. Um, and it's just SARS from a few Exactly. Years ago. SARS, SARS and MERS, not MERS, MERS. MERS and SARS were both the, the um, viruses that doctors had enough time to figure out how to react to that was able to at least shift the information to what they're studying now because it's still within the same family. Once again, y'all, you know I'm not an expert, so this is my very like bad. basic rudimentary understanding of it. But basically they had a bunch of information from both SARS and MERS that are similar enough to use for uh, to build the COVID vaccine that they were able to get the entire world, don't forget, the world stopped. <laughs> All these amazing doctors came together, worked together like no never before, and of course were able to come up with something as quickly as they did. So it's just like, when you look at it that way, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Except 
when that information came out, nobody gave a shit. <laughs> Everybody was like, nope, I'm not taking it. Who knows what's in it? I'm going to die. They're not going to put diseases in me. And I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> so here's also a rudimentary understanding of vaccines in general. So the chickenpox mm-hmm. vaccine came out when we were babies. It was, it yep. was like, I know my mom didn't give it to me right 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 away because it came out like in 2000 and i'm born in 2000 so mm-hmm. they inject a part of the disease in you that yep. is the same it is the yep. same with the flu it is the same with chicken pox. it's the same with any va- they yeah. inject part of it in you because then your blood cells will your white blood cells will fight against it they'll know yep. how to resist mm-hmm. it and you're fine yep. like Mostly. mostly, yeah, mostly, and also, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're you're mostly fine. You're most likely not going to have something happen to you. And that's you. that's the point. Yeah. More likely than none, you're not going to have something bad happen to you. And I think it's just that slight percentage that people get so scared of. But I'm like, you go outside. It's you're there's a percentage that you're going to get hit by a car, but you still go outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's, yes, there is a possibility because another side of the argument that I keep hearing is, oh my God, there's, um, oh, wow, side effects. So many side effects. I'm so scared of the side effects. Of course, absolutely, you should be scared of side effects. I get that. Pe- some people might actually die from taking whether this vaccine or they've taken chickenpox or whatever it is because something went wrong. But that's not typical behavior. You know what I mean? That's very rare. And unfortunately, there are rare things that happen. And it's a risk that you have to, I guess, a calculated risk. But one that you said just like you said it's more likely than none not gonna happen yeah exactly <laughs> so and here's it's it's here's also the thing is that when the first vaccine was administered for covid two days ago in england some mm-hmm. people did have yeah. an allergic reaction to it and that's also yes. why people were like i don't want to take the vaccine guess what they don't have anything happening to them anymore they're fine because doctors were able to monitor mm-hmm. them and fix it right away so now they're perfectly fine no one died from it they're fine they mm-hmm. poured, governments poured billions and billions of dollars into this vaccine. So mm-hmm. yes, it was a rushed process because most vaccines yeah. take two years, but for a good mm-hmm. reason. And also like just completely kind of just going off of it. My grandfather passed away from cancer this past September. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, just imagine how much money you could put towards cancer research if you match the mm-hmm. same amount of money they put towards covid that they did for cancer i wrote a paper about climate change asking the same thing if people reacted mm-hmm. to climate change which is i would argue inherently worse than covid that's mm-hmm. a hot take but just putting that out there <laughs> that if you match the amount of money and match the amount of time put towards climate change mm-hmm. imagine the results we could get we might not die by 2050 yeah (laughs) and you're absolutely right that's another point that um i've been noticing as well with the the quickness of this vaccine i'm like wow if there's a concentrated effort and the money to support that concentrated effort things actually happen you know what i mean so it is it's a shame that they the i guess something there's so much bureaucratic nonsense that goes into who can research what and how they can research it that they took all of that away for for covid that i hope that they see the the benefit of doing that moving forward so they can put this the same effort in cancer research the same effort in climate change so like you said we don't die in 2050 man that's a hot oh, take <laughs> i know i know people will literally be like but we can't like we can see the effects of climate change but you can't see it as much as you can with covid and i'm like well yeah, yeah. you can like 
there's a reason mm-hmm. why our ice caps are melting, why there's more animals going extinct, why there's more why there's smog more fires. yeah more fires more smog over los angeles like these are tangible mm-hmm. things but i think it's more yeah. just because it's not as immediately life dire as covid yeah. is which is completely fair these two are two separate things mm-hmm. and we should be very concerned about mm-hmm. covid just as much as we should be concerned yeah. about climate change but don't dismiss climate change just because it's not as fast acting as covid And that's the thing, this goes back to expertise. We have to rely on the people that are dedicating their time and their energy and their efforts to understanding this information to then relay it to us. So then we're like, oh, okay, we can, we have enough critical thinking skills to be like, although this is not immediately life-threatening in the same way as like a murder, a murderer in front of me, it's still life-threatening enough that I need to pay attention to it. But then you have to trust somebody. And if you don't trust the information that's coming to you, well, then we're screwed. Then it's, then <laughs> we might as well just die. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know this. Oh my God, on that positive note, guys. No. <laughs> oh my God, this podcast has been like a recording of just like, you, you could see us getting more and more depressed <laughs> throughout <laughs> the episodes <laughs> and more nihilist, nihilistic throughout the episodes where we're just like, you know what? It's, we're all going to die. That's what's going to happen. We, so I already jo- I joined this podcast <laughs> from a nihilistic standard where I'm like, yeah, students are bad. And now I'm like, well, capitalism ruins the world. <laughs> I mean, that, that also perfectly describes my evolution from first year to third year mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. is like, Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like I come in first year and I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to learn about media. And now I'm like, Karl Marx is the Lord and Savior of our world. The Communist <laughs> Manifesto should be read and reprinted. And communism in itself is not too bad. When you put it into practice, it is. But the theory itself is kind yeah. of, oh. yeah, yeah. Right? Theory? I was like, theory, it sounds great. In practice, oh, Oh, in God, practice, no. it's absolutely <laughs> atrocious. But in theory, with the oh, way that yes. he wrote it, he's not, he's not yeah. wrong. <laughs> Yeah, that, exactly. But then he forgot human beings and how they behave. Yeah, minor so, details, sorry. minor details. It was written a few years ago. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Any holiday plans for you, Sarah? Well, I am currently back home in the epicenter of the disease mm-hmm. in Toronto. <laughs> but um, honestly, because of COVID, normally I would be writing exams. So right now, as opposed mm-hmm. to having five, I have two and they're both take home. Um, normally I'm a competitive athlete. I would be competing from December 27th to December 30th. That got canceled. Mm -hmm. I would also be competing in January. That also got canceled. And Mm -hmm. I will be here for an extra week because Western only starts school on the 11th. Mm. I'm, I'm, how do you feel about the extra week they gave you? Because they only added it relatively recently. Yeah. So we actually had an ed board about it and I was on the side that did not want the extra week. Oh, interesting. How come? I, I'm paying for it. I'm, I, I <laughs> want my education, man. I'm already getting a shitty education on via Zoom. So why am I paying mm-hmm. for an extra? I don't understand. Like, at the same time, mm. I'm happy because, you know, my mental health, health has a hit a brick wall. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I'm like, but I want to learn. Exactly. Part of my issue, and I feel like it's probably the same for you, um, it, part of the reason why we feel so shitty is because we're not learning. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we both want to learn. We both have an affinity for knowledge. And it's just like, it puts you in a bad space when you're like, I really am trying to trying to learn. I'm really trying to figure out this whole Zoom work thing. But it's, it's not an education. And it just, it sucks. Because I feel like we keep repeating ourselves that it's not an education. But nobody cares. And nobody's listening. And everyone's like, well, it's COVID. Get over it. I'm like, no, sir. <laughs> 
I know. <laughs> like, like, look, I, I don't know. It's I'm lucky that I'm in third year, so at least the education that I'm learning doesn't need to necessarily be built on because I've got to the point mm-hmm. in my program where now it's the direction that I want to take versus in second mm-hmm. and first year where you were mandated mandated a certain amount of electives that you or a certain amount of required courses that you were forced to take now I just had mm-hmm. one course for my honor specialization that I needed to take and the rest is up to me now so I've been taking the advertising mm-hmm. and the journalism route with my degree but people can also take the actual theory route so it's hard when you're in second year and these are like mandatory courses that you have to take and they're over zoom and they're already hard courses as it is. I'm not going to lie to you. Absolutely. I hated them just because I found them really boring oh and they were God, hard yeah. to learn. So mm-hmm. imagine like building on that is really hard when you don't know the basics of it. Absolutely. I feel terrible for anybody starting a post-secondary education this year because it's literally so drastically different than what it should be like that you you probably aren't learning anything. Like honestly and truly. And I've... I, I'm in the same boat as you where this is my last year, so I know how I work. And although I'm affected by the nonsense of this uh, semester, I, I have, I know what I, I've taken what I need to take from, from this whole diploma program, right? So I'm like, I have the information that I need. I have the network that I need. I have the resources I need. Y'all just take my money for one more semester and leave me alone. <laughs> That's basically where I, what I feel like at this point. Because I'm like, man, I applied for an internship, um, really excited for it. And I was looking over the um, the, the portfolio they wanted, sure. right? Tell me why there is nothing I am using from school for my portfolio. So where, Not where did sing- you, and this is a school. Where did you apply? Where this, did you apply? May I ask? Oh, oh. oh. I, I will tell you. I will tell you afterwards. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to ruin my chances. So I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> which is fair. Which is fair. I must say though, when I look at, like, I've been applying for just summer internships, just in general, like yeah. not even with Western. I just want money, mm-hmm. and I look at them and I'm just fair. like, wow. Go girl. Give us nothing. Like literally nothing mm-hmm. of my degree is applicable for this. This is just who I am as a person kind of thing as opposed to yeah right and that's the thing and that's exactly what I realized and this is an internship that was provided in my program (laughs) and I'm like so you're telling me I would not have gotten this internship had I used work from you like the only reason why I'm even applying for this one is because I'm of it's of interest I'm not going to get paid for it but hopefully I'll get a job afterwards but it's actual experience that I really want and I'm like wow so all the work that I've been doing outside of school work is what I'm using and it's all stuff that I did this year too don't it's not like this is random work I'm pulling this is work I've been doing outside of school work because they've given me nothing to use for my demo reels or for um portfolios like this and I'm like wow I'm lucky I am who I am and just am doing shit but for what what's gonna happen for the other people that are like I'm really relying on school like it's not there for you man yeah shitty customer service guys come on (laughs) they're they'll take your money and then they're like yeah it sucks but it's even, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, like I must say, I do agree with you on that part in a sense that I am in a very privileged position where I'm able to mm-hmm. go to school and not necessarily have to work. I don't need to work a full-time job. I'm doing it anyways. I'm, I work for that. Mm-hmm. But I'm in a position where I don't need to. And the job that I'm working for gives me an mm-hmm. abundance of opportunities. Absolutely, and yes, it was yeah. facilitated through the school. 
But at mm-hmm. the same time, I'm like, look, man, if I wasn't working for the Gazette, I definitely would not be getting the same opportunities in yeah. the real world if I was just going off of, hey, I'm getting this degree from Western. Because the real world same. now doesn't look at what school you get and bases that off if they get mm-hmm. your job. Because normally Western would be one of those schools where people would be like, we want Western people. Now, if there's another yeah. school that has a more suitable degree or program yep. for that, they're going to choose that person. It's not about the name of the school anymore. It's about what you're getting. Yeah. And I was like, there's certain uh, parts of academia where the name of the school still holds mm-hmm. weight. But for the vast majority of us looking to begin our careers, I really don't think it's going to matter. It's it's more so who you know, especially in what we're yeah. trying to do. In a it is degree. more so who you know. <laughs> media degree is a joke. It's more so who you know, man. So at this point, I'm like... Listen, anybody who's interested in film, don't come to Tech <laughs> I'm over here going like, look, I am one of the very first people in my family who's going into the media industry. <laughs> so I don't mm-hmm. know anyone. And that's why I, I have to work extra, extra hard to get my name out there because yep. I don't have the connections you. that other people would have with their parents or their friends mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, technically, I could try and leech off of those because I know those people, <laughs> but it's not its yeah. not the same thing. So you have to, like, work double time, which is hard. And there's definitely been many a point where I've sat in my bed listening to Fine Line by Harry Styles going, wow, <laughs> I have an arts degree. What oh, am I going to do with that? do that. <laughs> Oh, the, the dreaded conversation where you're approaching graduation. You're like, oh, my God, what am I going to do with this piece of paper? Yep. I forgot there's something there's something I have to do with this. This is supposed to open doors. Yep. But Western huh. sent us an email like just to like I think it was to third and fourth year students about continuing education because they want you to apply for graduate school. <laughs> and the, this oh, subject God. line was like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know, Western. <laughs> what do you want me to do? That is hilarious. I, I, uh, oh on a let's end this on a positive note. Now that school is approaching, you are finished school basically because you said you have two take home exams. What is one thing when everything is all said and done and your official break actually starts? What are you doing? What am I doing? That's a good question. Probably unpacking. <laughs> um. I don't know. I'm probably I'm probably just gonna sleep a lot, man. Just try and recuperate that energy that I lost, and then you know it's gonna get in that cycle where then you're like, oh, I was I'm used to working forty hour weeks, and now I'm doing nothing. I miss that, and then it's gonna be like, well, now I also <laughs> miss learning, and then it's gonna be like, well, now I want to go back to school, and then I get back to school and I'm like, oh, I don't want this anymore. So you're just going to, it's a very oh negative God, cycle. Cycle, yeah. So in other words, I'm probably going to be eating a lot because my mom and my sister love to bake. So, and I mm-hmm. can't bake at all. So I will be eating their food, <laughs> sleeping, and then wondering why I'm not in school anymore. Oh, girl, that sounds like every, like my entire university experience. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Whew. Girl, what am I not doing? No, um, well, my friends and I decided we're, since we got nothing from this semester, 
uh, we're gonna make a film. Oh! So we're gonna make a little short film together. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, come next uh, January, I'll have something to hype up for you. But yeah, we decided we're gonna film a short. We already have our script and everything. And yeah, I'm really excited because it's the one thing that's actually gonna give us some creative energy that we all are missing doing this nonsense over Zoom. That is so, so I'm, great. I'm genuinely Congratulations, excited. Congratulations, my man. dude. Thanks, thanks, man. Like I, I got some good, a good crew. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. To the two of you listening, <laughs> I know the rest of you aren't. <laughs> no, that's, that's actually really great. I like. Pro I'll probably try to freelance some pieces, like shutting mm -hmm. myself out. I've been very busy since the last time I've been on this podcast, man. I got a the Toronto Ooh, Star. I I wrote okay. major pieces for the Gazette, which was really great. Um, okay. Yeah, so I've been on the nursing beat with all the hospitals with mm -hmm. with uh mm -hmm. that's been down so i've been getting stories from there um yeah i like i'm probably i want to freelance pieces because i need the money and i want exposure out mm -hmm. there so please if anyone has yeah. a story for me send it to me but um <laughs> yeah i'll i'll prop i'll try to freelance pieces but most likely i'll just be like i'm just gonna wait until because all these editors are going to be on holiday anyways. They're not going to answer my email. It's true. So, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, my main focus is to just recalibrate my creative energy, man. Because this semester drained me. And I still have one more stupid week to go. But, <laughs> but you're almost there. It's, it's drained me. I know. Oh, my God. I'm so excited, guys. I'm so excited. <laughs> you have no idea. Oh, I can't wait just to wake up and do nothing because every time even if it's a weekend even if it's a break i'm like if i'm taking an hour break now that's just an hour later i'm going to be irritated that i have something else to do so i'm like it's just going to be wonderful to do nothing it's a very different <laughs> mindset with online school you definitely feel like yeah. your time is money even though like like you deserve a break but then at the same time you're like no i don't deserve it and it's like but you've been, because you've been at home the entire yeah, time exactly you've but you've been at home you're at home, probably in your pajamas, maybe never even washed your face yet because you're like, let me just get this work done. And then you feel like, okay, I guess I did nothing today. And it's just, ugh, it's, it's icky. Every time that's, I turn, that's how I feel. Every time <laughs> I've worked from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. and I turn on Netflix mm -hmm. at 8 p.m. while I'm eating dinner, I'm like, I am a selfish human being and I should not be doing this. I have mm. more work to do. And it's like, give yourself a break. You've been working for almost 10 I hours. <laughs> I think part of it is because we're doing we're not doing the same thing but we're looking at a screen the entire time our leisurely time is through a screen our friendship time is through a screen our work is through a screen so it's just like you feel like you're doing the same thing which is staring at a goddamn screen mm -hmm. oh i can't wait for black mirror to come out i cannot wait for what crazy nonsense this this man comes up with but um... charlie brooks is my king <laughs> i absolutely adore black oh Mirror. my goodness absolutely adore it i can't wait for the next season because i was like i can't imagine what kind of stuff he's coming up with right now with the, as as terrible as the world is i'm sure he he has some great content oh 100 <laughs> i mean like the world is reflected through black mirror as we can tell because some of the things that have happened in black mirror happen in real life you know mm -hmm. it's fine Oh my God! It, remember, there was a time when nosedive, nosedive was that specific episode. Oh. Everyone's like, "Oh my God, guys, this is the most like realistic thing that's gonna happen." I was like, "You know, it's already it's, happening. It's called likes. It's you called know, what likes. I mean? it was already it's a thing. already a thing in China. 
So like, oh my god, yes, I remember those articles started coming out, and same with the 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 bees. Yeah, that the one bees. episode with the bees, yeah, yeah. and everyone's like, oh guys, that's already a real thing, and we're like, oh my god, we're we're gonna die. And now so going back to the initial thing, we're all gonna die. That's that's the, that is the anyways. point of this episode, guys. Hey. We're all dead inside. Love that for us. <laughs> Oh, good lord. Um, I swear we're positive people, guys. I uh, think yourself, <laughs> dude. <laughs> okay, I swear we have positive yes, moments. Yes, that's a, <laughs> there you that's go. a better that's a, Just not on this podcast. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> so, Sarah, remind us again where we can find you so they can send you some great stories. Sure. So you can send them to my email, which is Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, period, Wallace, W-A-L-L-A-C-E, at westerngazette.ca. Or you can send them to me on Twitter at Sarah K Wallace with the number seven. Perfect, and you can check out both our articles at the interrobang.ca and thewesterngazette.ca. If I'm not mistaken, is that the website? Mm-hmm. Perfect. See, and of course, guys, you already know the drill. You know where you can find us. You can listen to us on Google Play, Apple Music, and Spotify. Once again, for the love of God, guys, wear a mask. Please, 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 so we can all go back to some sort of sense of normalcy. That'll be wonderful. Be going but anyway, airplane. love you all. <laughs> Bye, guys.